0: Before we get to today's episode, we have a little favor to ask. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate Moms Art 2 as many stars as you want, preferably five. And anyone that rates Moms Art 2 and leaves a review can write us a question or response that we'll read on the show. If you have your own story to share with us, go to Apple Podcasts and include your story with your review onto the show. We are just two moms in search of inspiration while creating questionable comedy. Moms are (laughs) too.
1: Silly. (laughs) Silly.
0: (laughs) Which is why someone from early on with your grandma would have held her hand across, but not because he was a good guy and they had a great marriage, but there was something in their souls that vibrated together that they still had that that thing I think we he could
1: still vibrate with her to
0: know to pull her mm-hmm. through which is why I think soulmates come in all sorts of vibrations and you
1: know? I also believe too that our our children our our mothers our fathers our cousins or even our close friends that we vibrate yeah. with here on earth yeah we we are still vibrating and with in, them in before. the soul plane and we're yeah. back here and we've we've been put together to yeah. continue that uh, re- Music. growing of karma, like releasing yeah. of and growing and and being better. And I love that he also said that you don't like that. It's always going up. You know, some people will say, oh, well you didn't, you know, you were a murderer in this life. So now you came back as an ant." It's like, right, right, no, right, right, right. No, no, right. Y- you're always going up, but you've obviously had to, Come back. Yeah. And you might be back at, you know,
0: coming back to, you have to learn something. Well, and that's the thing too is that whole thing about safe, happy, loved, fulfilled. If those things weren't satisfied, because somebody said, oh, well, is there, you know, evil in the world? Or is there somebody who's evil? And it isn't that they're evil. It's that they weren't safe. They weren't loved. They weren't fulfilled. And happy and so that's what so the next time they come in they're not coming in as an evil soul they have to be in a different circumstance where they can either find all of those four things for themselves or someone else will give them to them and so his circumstances this time might be different. I also think too they're sometimes they get so
1: locked into that low low frequency here on this dense earth yeah, that they can't see the right or the wrong right. uh, you know because you look at Dahmer I mean that dude ha- grew up in a home and he was loved and he was safe yeah. He was, but there's and mental illnesses and too which is a there's chemical mental physical illness, body thing but yeah. I think too that with some of that not mental illness but that they're just stuck in that lower frequency and you have a hard time like busting out of it to shed some light you know like it did yeah. on us where it just right. opens up um. Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, it's, it's really complicated. interesting. Yeah. Um. Hi, Brooke. Melanie Lee. Look hi. at us. We're here again. We're very back again for another week.
0: For another well, week. Very, I'm very professional. Not. <laughs> we're very for it all. Uh, we're excited about this episode. I'm speaking for Brooke because. I speak for everyone now. No. Um, We read Deepak Chopra's book. What's it called? Uh, Life After Death? No. What the fuck is it called, Brooke? Come on. Yes, it's called Life After Death. I was (laughs) right. (laughs) Uh, The Burden of Proof. And yes, it's Deepak Chopra. And yes, it's like heavy and deep and expanding and everything. But... It's really, really worth the listen. Honestly, it's also just worth the skip around. Listen yeah. to the, the prologue, listen to episode or chapter six, listen to chapter 10, like find your way around it. Because if you don't necessarily want to think about guardian angels or whatever, that isn't in your, your wheelhouse right now that go to 14 and it's going to talk about reincarnation. So it's, um, it's cool because it's also a book that you can kind of keep with you mm-hmm. and revert back to. If you're feeling like I'm in a space right now where I'm not feeling myself, or I'm feeling sad, or whatever it is, and and our 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 next mission is going to be kind of figuring out how to not get over sadness and loss, but deal with sadness and loss as we're coming up to the holidays. We have good, really good guests who have sadly either experienced a lot of loss and or have come out the other side and how they deal with it and. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of the stuff that how they've dealt dealt with it is fuck other people. It's uh, okay for me to feel this and I need this. And if I need to talk about it every second of the day for the next 14, 15, 25 years, this is what needs to happen. And it's not up to anybody else to tell me how I grieve. I
1: think yes. that's an important lesson
0: that we'll, we'll learn.
1: And there's even, you know, I think one of our other guests who has dealt with heavy loss in the past and in this uh you know most recent past but yeah um and in, and how different at the different times in his life he decided to grieve yeah at those times
0: yeah uh, when he was
1: ready to feel it yeah and uh, and open. how it, it, he wasn't ready to feel it so in the past where it was like i'm going to do everything and i'm kind of kind of sabotage life right. a little bit and now in experiencing the loss now that they're older how they've decided to be present and feel it all and yeah. work on it and not try to suppress it. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting how everybody deals with it. Yeah, uh, And I think with this whole series of loss before the holidays, our whole purpose is just so, cause everyone has experienced loss and we're going to go into these holidays and uh, you know, feel some of that pain sometime and that sadness and 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 these things that we read or the people that we talk to, our goal is just to hopefully give our listeners something, even if it's a little snippet here and a little snippet there, or you know that they can take and go,
0: yeah.
1: Oh wow, yeah, I remember when I heard that, and okay, now I'm gonna, well, or if someone
0: has, you know, everyone has experienced loss, like you said, but if somebody hasn't experienced the kind of loss that that breaks you, uh. You might know someone who has, and it might help you talk to them better, understand how to talk to them, understand Mm -hmm. what to ask, understand. Because sometimes I feel like we don't know what to ask. We don't know what to say. And that's on us to figure out how we can be better for those people that have experienced loss. So. So, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I,
1: deep, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this series to start, especially with this book, because if, if people aren't familiar with Deepak Chopra, I mean, I was introduced to him on Oprah, much like I was Eckhart Tolle, you know, like 20 mm-hmm. some years ago. I mean, yeah. come on. And he is just amazing. So he is a doctor who is now an author. I mean, I don't think he's practicing, but he really focuses on. Uh, and he's an, he's from India, so he has all of these, uh, even though he was he trained in Western medicine, he still has all of his Hindu and Rishi mm. kind of thinking. Uh, and it's interesting to hear the perspective and the difference between Eastern thoughts of death and soul compared to right. Western.
0: and nothing are um, none of them are wrong. That's what he wants you to right, know. is that exactly right. It can be everything,
1: and so even if you like this book, so if we, you know, you listen to this episode, you're interested in this book. He has tons of other books which are freaking amazing. One of them was Quantum Healing. I really got into that when we lived in Panama. I listened to that audiobook so much, and it deals a lot of Ayurvedic uh, healing, like things that we can do. It's really he focuses on the metaphysical. Uh aspects of ourselves so There's a yeah. lot of science involved it's not All so much spirit okay good because so I do Um with, yeah the Yeah cookie. so it's just interesting so if you even if You don't believe in that stuff but you're interested yeah. In hearing especially With this book uh different perspectives And how actually All of them are have Some sort of Connected. connection because he talks yeah. About people from different religions and Their experiences of life after death or Whatever yeah. that is uh so it's just a kind of just an expander. I like it. Just I expanding I only have one it.
0: one thing left to say. O p r a h o m a, Oprah, Homer. she's amazing. <laughs> Did you hear that, Oprah? Is that going to be on our podcast? O p r a h o m a, Oprah, Homa. you added it's the Oklahoma Homer. the musical. No, I know. Oh.
1: I was trying to figure out what that second part was. Look at me. I'm so like...
0: Oma. With the H from Oprah. I use the H from Oprah in the Homa. Homa. That's right.
1: I can't stand you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oprah, get us on your show. (laughs) Deepak, we love (laughs) y'all. Hi, Brooke. How are you? Melanie, I'm having a great day. How are you? Is that true? No. (laughs) All right, let's move on. No, actually, I mean, it isn't so bad. I just didn't have electricity for most of the day. Like, so getting... And because it's getting colder 61 degrees,
0: 47 this morning. What the fuck?
1: And I know other people are probably like flipping us the bird right now when they're in colder states. But for us, this is real. That's why we live here. This is our reality. And, you know, it's darker earlier and takes longer for it to you know, lighten up. And so yeah. my kids don't want to get out of bed if I can't turn a fluorescent light on their face. Yeah. So well, no that was does, a little really. difficult. Well.
0: I think it's it's tumble back or fall back this weekend. Are we still doing that? Is that still a thing? I thought they got rid of the time change thing. But my calendar says you're it's right. fall back this Sunday or Saturday night, whatever. Mm-hmm. We but I wonder if that.
1: that's for those that it applies. And not just a California thing. Maybe it's for all of those that do fall back. That's the day we fall back.
0: Right. But I, I thought know. in the United States, they just totally chucked it. But maybe that doesn't go into effect for a certain time. Because
1: I thought it originally well, started is it because whole of farmers. the United States?
0: I believe it is.
1: Somebody they...
0: tell us. Let us know. Uh, right now. Um so Brooke oh, we're no. getting into <laughs> We got we got we got stuff to talk about. So we're gonna get into loss, mm-hmm. whatever that may be for whomever that may be, and we're starting with the, the previous episode, which was the surviving death thing, which had to do with you know, life after death and reincarnation and all these things, but it was very it also, I mean if if anybody did watch the Docu series, there's a couple of episodes in there that are like, get the fuck out of here. Don't use right. your crazy ass little boy voice and pretend like you're some mm. little boy. no I know. and everything's dark whatever we genuinely want to learn about this especially coming for the holidays because maybe we'll have some healing and then we can get into the holidays and feel bright and light and part of the universe
1: yeah or at least have a better
0: understanding uh, or not I don't know or, or not. More questions don't even um, listen to this podcast just, just do something else find something else to do <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you're still here they got you there's says a lot be about better.
1: you <laughs> Well, I, um, it's just, it, you know, it's one of those things. Sometimes we just try to push through. Yeah. Uh, and when we're coming up on holidays like this and we do have lost loved ones, um, which may not be lost as we, you know, it's just all of our little English terminology. Yeah. But it's I think it's important that you bring awareness to your feelings and what's going on and try to find some peace. About yeah. not having them in the physical world with you right now. Um, yeah. So hopefully and, this series will help.
0: Yeah. And whether whether or not you you feel connected or whether or not we talk about, you know, um, life after death or whether or not you even believe in that stuff or heaven or whatever, it's more about I think what happens is that sometimes it can like hit you like a truck, like everything's mm-hmm. fine and Halloween and friends and out and da 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 and things and things and then Thanksgiving comes and you're like, oh, it's the spirit of Christmas pumpkin spice, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you get hit with this like heaviness on you. And I think feeling a little bit more prepared for it. And also, like you said, acknowledging it mm-hmm. and being OK. And, and this is one thing that came up. We, we, we read, listen to a book <laughs> um, by Deepak Chopra called Life After Death. The Burden of Proof by Deepak Chopra. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to do like an Indian accent. I was just trying to do a silly one. You were just
1: only uh, uh, focusing on the consonants. You know what? That could be like a beatbox. Like keep the, yeah, keep the, uh, are the vowels out of it? That's a good idea. I'll bet I could. No, they do. That's what they say to do when you want to beatbox.
0: Yeah. Cece says, um, Dogging cats and dogging cats and dogging yeah, cats and, and dogging cats. And cats and dog. what to do the boots and pants? Boots, boots and boots and cats. That was what. No, Suzy's boots was. and pants. Boots boots, 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 boots. Oh my god, we're so white. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seriously though, loss. No, um, oh, I know. But so we're listening to this book, reading this book. Are you reading it or listening to it? Listening, hundred percent. Okay. Um, I don't have time to sit down.
1: I don't anyway. Either.
0: Mm-hmm. let alone sit with a book. So thank mm-hmm. God for Audible and all that stuff. Charlie told me to listen to the Cliff Notes on this, like that one, whatever it's called, and I refused what to. What is it? It's like this site that you can go to and listen to Cliff Notes on books, like all the main things, but I needed to hear all the, especially mm-hmm. with this, I needed to hear like all of the things between. And I'll tell you what, there are things between where I'm kind of like, la da Oh, same, it's almost away. too much. It's just too much. It was too much. But a couple things. One is talking this out. And one of the things and I was going to bring this up later, but one of the things that he mentions is the I am. And I just thought that was so cool because we have a tendency to be like, I feel like or I say or what I think and, and me, 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 mine, mine, mine. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> we live inside of our own little bubbles, right? Which we're seeing a lot of perspective.
1: Perspective, but
0: perspective comes from your surroundings, the way you grew up, your, you know, everything else influencing around you is part of your perspective, what you see. But the coming back to the I am, which is the I'm I'm feeling I am sad. I am light. I am having a hard time. I am so not like mean mine la-di-da so it doesn't have to be ego right but Mm -hmm. it can be just recognizing i am happy i am heartbroken i am feeling lost well but that does
1: but that is the ego so your consciousness is the one that's accepting the way that the the here and now like the ego is feeling Right. So, right. 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 Yeah. And I and I I thought it was so interesting too. And and obviously of all these years of, you see these same threads when you read these books or yeah. And and people may s- state them differently. However, it's the same thread of, uh, you know, separating out those two aspects of yourself. And when they're talking about life after death, here he really jumps into. What we are in our consciousness compared to what we are in the present reality, in yeah. our dream state, and then we when we are in that akasha state of yeah. just the 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 open belly of just pure consciousness and
0: not yeah. perspective it's again, this is another one. <laughs> I, know I said <laughs> It's just so fucking much. It's a lot. Yeah. And you like, you can feel yourself and, and we'll, I'll get into the rest of it later, but I, I want to tell you this. If you are going to listen to this book, even if you just listen to, The prologue. (laughs) Right. I have more notes from the prologue. Done. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking like I was taking notes and stuff and I'm going this whole first part. My hand was like taking notes Mm -hmm. because it is so it this tells you everything. And so Mm -hmm. if you can listen to the prologue of the book and feel like, okay, I'm connecting with this. This is giving me a lot of answers because he kind of explains to you like, listen, this book is going to be big. It's going to be a lot. So let's start with what it is. Mm -hmm. And and what this is about, instead of getting into all of the stories and the things and the whatevers. Because there's words he uses later on in the book that I'm like, if I didn't listen to that first part, I wouldn't even know what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> um, but it's cool because I struggle with death a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. It fucking kills me. And one of the things that I felt really connected to in this, and it helped me and it didn't help me. Maybe you can help me with this. Maybe I didn't hear something or, or, or find something. A lot of the book was about our own death and not being afraid of our own death and that we are all parts of the universe and all this stuff. Like everything is expanding. And I feel that. I'm not, and I, I told you this even just yesterday. I'm very new to this whole like shit. new age. Yeah, cuz I I always kind of rolled my eyes at it. Not because I didn't think it existed, but there was no proof, right? And there was no like they're just okay, that's great. You you think think big. I think that's incredible. But I was the here and now, I want proof. I need to see it science, you know. Um <laughs> I believe in ghosts, but I've never seen them, so I don't know. I'm okay not knowing. And then all these things start happening, and I I genuinely feel like I I, I I'm a different I'm a different person, and I'm not running good. out to buy crystals, and I'm not saging my house on a regular basis, which I understand that that makes you angry in your bones, but no, I'm good. I feel something different. Something has happened, yeah, and I'm aware of it. And so even when he was saying at one point like you can feel the universe expanding around you, I was like I I feel that. I genuinely feel it, and mm-hmm. like I feel. the you know, all that stuff. Um, you know, cause you're, you're not being rooted in the
1: physicality anymore. Right. You are opening yourself to those moments of being in the here and now. When you're looking at the trees and there, you know that they help you breathe as a species or that they contribute yeah. to the atmosphere as well as the rain. You know, you, you're not just rooted in the physical, which, yeah. which I thought I, I I don't mean to interrupt, but to that point, there was, when he was talking about trying to get you to understand how spirit is infinite, and it doesn't, because energy doesn't go anywhere, he used uh, the likeness of a water vapor.
0: Oh, this, I wrote this down too, this is so good. Yeah, like a water drop that
1: turns Mm -hmm. into vapor, Mm -hmm. goes up into the atmosphere, comes back down, to earth. It turns into clouds and then comes back down yeah, to earth does, through you know, the, the rain. Whole, we know that whole process. We were taught right. that, but that, but that water vapor. Just because it's not in that first drop, it's still not in that form. It doesn't. It didn't mean die. That it didn't die. It right. just went up and went through a process to come back down, and it's just an ever evolving. Energy. Yeah. It's an ever evolving living
0: thing. Right and not meaning that reincarnation happens every time and all this stuff, but just understand that things don't just end. It didn't disappear. Right. It just turned well, into other things. And that's so I used to be very, very afraid of my own death think, thinking like I don't want to die or it's gonna hurt or I have no idea what happens afterwards, so I'm afraid. And then kind of like all childbirth. These, no one's story is the same.
1: Everyone, you know, you're going to have a different experience. You don't yeah. know what it's going to be like when you have
0: the baby. Yeah, <laughs> is the but baby going to suck? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. We're going to get to that too. Um, but not if your child sucks, but they probably know. But because they they're not ours. Nobody likes Exactly. Yeah. When they're your children, they don't suck. Oh, I mean, sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, sometimes. Um, but my own death Thinking I was afraid to die or I didn't know what happened or whatever. And and honestly, now, after understanding this and not being afraid of what happens, what I am incredibly attached to is the people here on Earth, my family, Mm -hmm. especially Sienna and Gray, where I don't know what they would do. Right, And I don't want that pain to be caused. So my fear of death now is that missing, is mm-hmm. missing Sienna, is missing Grey. If Grey were to or Sienna were to or whatever, like I have a deathly fear of yeah. death, of losing those people. Because I understand once I die, it's infinite and it's beautiful and it goes around and da-da-da-da. But I'm leaving behind heartache and Cece needs to know how to sing and dance. and That's like- exactly what I, my mine isn't the fear of death
1: so much as it is uh, a pre- premature one that leaves right. my children without things that I had thought that I was their mother for. Right. And so that they had to continue going on in this earth school, learning right. things without the warmth and the unconditional love right your mother and i think that is where i get nervous the most about it but much you know it, it, there's there's comfort and solace in the in the idea that as you are experiencing yourself that they're always there maybe not to teach lessons about like in the moment of this life but yeah. and, so you know him being Uh, from India, and having those Hindu teachings and the Rishi teachings, that that society there, they grow up as children, knowing that when someone dies, that they're not gone. And so they have a different understanding, whereas the Western cultures are scared, you know, they're like afraid of death, or they don't want to leave their loved ones or whatnot. Uh, It's a a different understanding over there. So I mean, I wonder if we can, in our own way, try to um, pass those ideas down onto our children about, yeah. You know, which I think the Christian faith does in the, in the, the yeah, sense I think of having faith. And,
0: yeah. And yeah. having faith is a good idea. I, I almost was thinking about having this book running while the kids are in the car, mm-hmm. just to have them, cause there's nothing in here that isn't good or is scary or anything like that. But no because i they weren't introduced to church i started bose baptized all that stuff like very very young going to church and my kids have not partially because of the institution of it and it scares the crap out of me now and the people that are there and it's false and all these things but it's not false if you're a christian and catholic and you're that's everybody has their choice but for me it just never rang true even though i'm glad i have that foundation well and that that is the only reason i grew up in the church
1: uh I did pull away in high school and I got into metaphysics. Um, I did not like, and I still don't like the idea of putting God in a box. However, yeah, he doesn't I, like it either, Brooke. I know he doesn't. <laughs> He's always knocking to get out. No, he, it, but I, I, I studied so many different religions and, and having these understandings because I was so curious and I yeah. knew that I felt God on a larger level than what I had been taught growing up. Yeah. And so, but I, I still like Jesus is my homeboy. Like I still, right. I love Jesus, yeah. and it's not even it's not the Bible. It's just yeah, who Jesus was and what he taught us to believe, right? Right. In those teachings, and right. Um. So at taking it out of the institution of religion, yeah, it was important, much like you just stated, for me to put my kids in a church. Like we we searched churches. Like I didn't just go to any church. Like we went and looked at churches and tried to find ones that were somewhat matched what yeah. we believed in. We would always ask them when they came out of preschool, like, what'd you learn today? And then when they would give some generalization, sometimes I had to, I would give them adjustments on what they learned because I felt like it was always too narrow. The director. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was too narrow. I'm just going to give you a few adjustments on what you think oh, you learned today. Oh, is that what they
1: told you? Okay, <laughs> well, look, here's the real deal. or here's what Here's what we believe, you know, or here's... Here's some, you know, I'm not trying to give them what I believe, but, you know, my my older two were baptized. They were on their own. They they wanted to do it. They were compelled. Yeah. yeah. And our church is just really forward thinking and, and yeah. unique. It's not, yeah. you know, super. But they still do say, there are some things where I've had to push back, you yeah. know, when I was getting involved and I was very different than a lot of the people there, but it was more about my kids. It wasn't about me. Right. Um, and we don't really go to church anymore. Uh, I but I feel like I at least gave them that foundation, and we still. But I'm I'm all about like we're meditating, and they know I'm on some weird shit. Uh, yeah, know, to society or the Christian faith, they know. Yeah, I think that's fine.
0: I think that's great. Yeah, I think you open it up. Um, I think that's I think that's what I have to do. There's a, there's actually a church out here that people that a lot of people go to because it's non denominational and it's open and all these things and. And I like the idea of giving them a foundation. I don't like the idea of waking up on Sunday morning, but right? I do like the idea of of giving them a foundation. But having stuff like this on, and Charlie and I talk ever since stuff started going on, both of us have changed. And we talk a lot about this stuff now. And we, we we've tried to not bring up all of the actual contact or whatever around them because that, that might be too much and, and all that stuff. And but yeah the spirituality of it and the the whatever. One of the things that I was thinking about, well, there's a whole bunch of things that I want to get to, and I'm sure you have a list too. But like one of the things was talking about how it all can be true because when you die, when you go into the everything, right? Or the crossing over. The crossing over and you expand and it's everything. There's that one chapter 10 where that guy gives a description. It's like the most in-depth description of his after experience, his near-death experience. And it's really cool. And I really connected with it. Like, I, I got it. And... I've never experienced it, but I understand it. And it really helped me understand my dad's stuff, too. But it was basically like, you know, if you're Christian and you have the memories of the, you know, what your Christian life was like and what not heaven looks like and you sit there on a throne forever or whatever, but like you're going to experience what your thoughts are what your belief is. Mm-hmm. And if you are lean towards, you know, certain things that the guy was like studying a whole bunch of religions and stuff. So a lot of different things came to him and it wasn't because all those things are true. It's because it was true to him. And that's our perspective. That's the perspective that's our on perspective. reality. It still means we explode into a bunch of stars basically and become part of everything But I think Um, it takes time for our consciousness to detach
1: from the memories that we have. Uh, And I think that's one of the things he said is like uh, one thing that holds the soul back from totally going into that Akasha sleep or whatever it is, is the memories from the physical world that we hold on to that we either feel are unfinished, like things are unfinished, or... We're just or people still keep calling us back. We're just held on to. Yeah. Have an unusual name? Do people always misspell it? Well, at Starbucks, it's your chance to be whoever you want to be. Don't give us your real name when you order that triple shot tall blonde roast latte with almond milk, extra hot light foam. Today, be John or Pam. Feel who that person might be when you hear that name called out. Maybe Pam has a limp. What if John is meeting his mistress? So next time you come in, remember, we will misspell your name and pronounce it wrong so you stand waiting for your drink because you don't think it's ready. Please make it easy on us. Because we have enough to remember with your triple shot tall blonde roast latte with almond milk, extra hot, light foam. Starbucks. Be somebody else today. Yeah, it's so it's so hard to try to. In one sit down read or I listen to try to and like I think you and I both discussed we kept go having to go back, yeah yeah a couple times just to really yeah. grasp
0: kind of what he what what he was saying it was hard to wrap your brain around all of that yeah
1: one really of hard. the ways
0: that, I, that that when he talked about the uh, how you what you believe will take you into the hereafter is kind of like two things one is. You know, if you're having a hard time in life and you're going through these things, oh my god! And we have to get to this one thing. Um, y- you're having a hard time in life, and then say you take a nap, and what you dream yeah. is what you are in, right? And then the same thing came up where this is the best example. I just loved it. Was Hamlet? He talks about in you know, in death, in sleep, in whatever, right? Yeah. He doesn't know whether he wants to kill himself or not, and yeah. he's thinking listen, is it going to be worse if I kill myself now with all this turmoil going on? This is not in Shakespearean language, by the way. Um, uh, me. He does it, but I can't <laughs> do it. Um, But if I am dealing with all of this turmoil in my life right now, if I commit suicide or kill myself right now to take me out, is that what my sleep is going to be like? It's going to be full of turmoil mm-hmm. and whatever because that's what I'm carrying with me. Or do I try to stay here and resolve this thing that's going on with my mother and my father dying and my uncle and this girl and my best friend and all these things. Do I try to figure out, get to a better peaceful place before I were to die so that my, when I do go into sleep, it's a joyous sleep. And that's like, that made so much sense to me because I thought when we dream, right, we dream about what's happening with us, what's going on. And I, And when we dream,
1: that's what's real at the time. That's our reality at the time. Right. When we're dreaming, that is our reality then. And when we're we're awake, this physical place is our reality. And um, let me see. Um, I'm trying to remember because there's something around that where I had to literally continue going back probably six or seven times to grasp. Uh, Much like when you're uh, here. Well, here's what I said. What holds the soul back after death is memory. They remember what physical life was like, and the unfinished business of those memories has a grip. When the afterlife becomes real, the physical life becomes the dream. Much like when you're dreaming, that's real. Crossover, both dreaming and reality, are not real. Consciousness is conceived by its own creations. Um, it's like shifting perspectives. So once we finally get into that, I guess when we die and our soul—I know it's like what, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, I know. God. But we're we're the ones making the reality is the point. Once you can get past the attachment to the reality of like or the physical, our physical reality yeah. and memories, and get past whatever that dream-like state is of that yeah. reality. And we move sh- strictly into consciousness, which detaches from all of our five senses. Yeah. And which goes back to what we read before. Remember where it was like, uh, and I'm except sh- for sound. Well, not even that. No, it's, it's all the five senses are gone. When you detach from that, then you are yeah. truly purely because those five senses are the ones that are programming our thoughts
0: Yes, but I feel he sad sound.
1: because something happened because I was physically right. affected, right? right? So once those external components are released from us, then our yeah. consciousness is fully...
0: But he said sound is the first one we have before we're born, born oh, meaning yeah. in quotations, born. Mm, yeah. Um, and sound could be the last thing that goes, which also as you're trying to disconnect yes. could also be why you can I I can talk to my dad or whatever because he can hear me and I feel him everywhere. Which is just the craziest fucking thing to even say out loud. And it's hard to explain But it's like you're walking through stardust and you can feel it everywhere. And sometimes it gets closer to you and pushes against you. And sometimes it's further away.
1: Do you want to know why? Why? Because like he said, we're multidimensional. So once we enter into that crossover, we are fully multidimensional. Yeah. And we realize that we are the maker. That's when you fully realize that you're the maker of your reality. Your reality Uh, in that consciousness moment. So, but then we are actually, we're (laughs) multidimensional now. We're just convinced by our inhabiting this physical world that we have to conform to its rules. Right. By being here and being attached to the physical world that we have to conform to its rules. But actually all along and our whole in this lifetime physical world, we are already multidimensional, which is why to you... You're starting to feel, and as we do, expansion of our existence or expansion of the universe because we're it already exists
0: inside of us. I feel everything. I feel everywhere. I feel, yeah. do you know what I mean? That's so weird. It's so kooky. And I've seen the people in the dresses with the big long braids and the dirty hair and the thing, and I love them. And I have friends Wait, that do Wait, what are this. you talking they, about? What? Like tree hugger people, you know
1: like you it's fine i was about to say <laughs> i don't have long enough hair to have braids you're the one sitting there with braids bitch
0: <laughs> yeah. that's a good point that's a good point but mine have are you shaved your armpits
1: braids? yes F- fast food braids
0: <laughs> are you wearing patchouli now fuck no i can smell it on you from here though <laughs> but see that's the thing is i that's how like you and i are so opposite in that way where I love that about you that you have that, that, cause you teach me too. But then I, but the fact that it's happened, it needed to physically happen to me, basically, mm-hmm. for me to understand yeah. what even all of that felt like meant, cause it's not a feeling you can explain. And I don't know how you can also tell someone what it feels like or someone else how to get there you, you know
1: what what I mean? can it's like what when we've listened to Eckhart Tolle if it you know in the power of now he's like somebody who's not ready to understand or accept this yeah. is going to listen to this and be like this is a bunch of bullshit like yeah. they're not ready to hear it they're not going to accept it because they're not ready to hear it yeah much like yeah. I couldn't tell my kids like oh that's that's the pain body see now look right because they would be like what are you talking about and just reject mm, it you're
0: crazy yeah
1: so that's a. I love how all of these ideas, no matter uh, you know which book we're reading or which documentary, yeah. they still kind of have that same, yeah, uh, understanding. Which to me is is a form of
0: validation. A little bit, or they're all in the same cult and trying to do something to us, <laughs> but it doesn't feel culty. No,
1: it's not. And he's a scientist. It feels freedom, huh? I mean, Deepak Chopra is like a a doctor and a scientist. He's a doctor. Yeah, Yeah. he went to med school. Like he's he see he was talking about that when he was in med school and went and literally watched that guy
0: die. Yeah, and like something changed in him, you know, like the well, and his wife, the guy with his wife, who his wife, he was sick the old man was sick and his wife sat at their bedside. They were buried for 50 something years, whatever. And she, and she got a, yeah, a heart she, attack. They were in there because
1: of him. Right. And she was in the hospital holding his hand the whole time. But then
0: she had a heart attack in the hospital. And died. died. And, and then, then he went in. Deepak had to go in there and tell him like really reluctantly that your wife has passed. Cause he didn't know what it was going to do to the man. And the man smiled and said, okay, I think I can go now. And, he said, "Well, what do you mean?" And he said, or he said something like, "You know, oh, okay, that's good." And Deepak Chopra was like, "Wait, why?" And he goes, "Because it's it's only gentlemen let let a lady go first. Oh my gosh! And then he's like, "So I'm ready to go now."
1: You know what's really crazy about that too is, so when my and I'm I know there's instances of this, and I think he talked about it, which is why I'm bringing it up. But uh, the book's so long, I can't remember like where did, yeah yeah, hey, yeah. there. Or what? He said, or so when my grandma was kind of in her last few weeks, not doing well, she said, David is who is her ex husband, who is my grandfather. Yeah. Um, they hadn't been together in like 25 years, maybe longer, more than that for 30 years. Anyway, she said, you know, David's coming to pick me up. He's going to come pick me up in, in a Cadillac and take me for a ride. He came and told me he's going to come pick me up. Like she was saying that and my grandpa's that's passed. Amazing. Yeah. But you know it's it's so like yeah. what was she experiencing? Yeah. Who was 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 that his energy coming and Yeah, and, yes it was. And, and that's saying, the thing. Like- but
0: he like wasn't a good it wasn't a but good it's different. time for them, you but know? her like, familiarity, his yeah. his sparkle of something of the universe was coming through. Because for her, it's it it needed a, she needed familiarity to feel good about passing. Right, so her mind was meeting through that veil of whatever it is that you know his his stardust was his energy was coming to her to help her cross. And my that happened with my dad when he was in the hospital when Sherry and I were there. He said he saw Ryan. Mm. And that both made us both really sad. Yeah, and it probably was really comforting for him because he had a son oh, die. The chills. <laughs> two years before, not even a year and a yeah, half before, not even. Yeah. And how do you experience that as as a man? He he couldn't help my brother anymore. He couldn't be there for him. He couldn't take responsibility for my brother. And so when his son dies, and then he's the one that helps him cross, is like, that's fucking <sighs> huge. And so when 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 Sherry and I first heard that, I think we were both like, okay, you know, people see things before they go, and you know, you want to believe it because you want someone to be comfortable or whatever. But I I I genuinely feel that that was the case. Now that I've met with him in the beyond and I've I've had contact and stuff, and and I, and I'll tell you what too, like the fact that I haven't really been able to reconnect with him in that in that really specific proofful way. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there was something here, whether it be Charlie's dad's crossing or whatever I feel, or my own issues that he had not resolved. I maybe haven't had not let him go. Well, and how he went and how you felt about your, uh, like maybe not being there like you right. should in retrospect. And he course. was, I, it, my memory of him was left with all the badness at the end instead of, The pure, and I say this using it as the most pure sense of the word, pure what joy, pure joy. When I would walk into this room and I knew he was here and I would either go to talk to him or not talk to him and just be in this presence of I knew he was here. It felt like pure fucking joy.
1: He talks about this. And let me I'd love to hear your take. Uh, Remember when he was speaking on the different levels of vibrations, which which we we have even in the physical world and in our spirit world. Yeah. um, That all things have a vibration. We know that solid things have an earth dense vibration. Lower plane. Right. Right. uh, We're on a low even though we're even if we're enlightened. You know, much like you and I are feeling in this physical world, uh, more attached to that vibration, the higher vibrational energy of, like, the universe. Yeah. Um, But even, so then there's even levels of vibration in the spirit world. So you have some some vibrational spirits who are lower-level vibration, who those, I wonder, are those that are still having the attachments to the physical world right so maybe they're even a lower level vibration but for us it's higher right and we have to have a higher vibration here on this dense earth to right to connect with with their lower vibration but then they still have to ascend and, and break off so it's like there's so many different layers of and when you talk about karmic energy again some people are like well then you know what you did that. Now this is going to happen. But I, I wonder if there's just constant layers and, and evolution that our spirits have to go through to like, and again, but then what is spirit? Like, what is, (laughs) where are we? What We're making it worse.
0: I know you go down the rabbit (laughs) hole of, of shit. You can't understand, but that's the thing. It's so big. I remember, did I ever tell you this? When I was little, and I've had this dream, not recently, but within the last 10 years, I've had this dream. But when I was little, I had this one dream where I would be walking down the stairs. I often would repeat scenery in my dream. I'd repeat places or even the, the entire dream would repeat with like one or two things adjusting. Like I had this one dream where nobody here wants to hear about dreams, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. Um, It's interesting. This one dream where there was, yeah, there's yeah. a robber coming to the house or a kidnapper or something. And I have to get everybody out of their certain rooms to go to our neighbor's house. And so I do, I get everybody out of their rooms, go to the neighbor's house, then I wake up. The next time it happened, I wanted everybody to get out of the neighbor's house or get out of their rooms and I couldn't find Muffin, our dog, where, I, where she was. I knew she was going to be there because I'd already had this dream, so I knew she was going to be there. And I went and she wasn't there. And it was, I had the dream right after Muffin died. And it was Aww. this, I would have this dream after these big adjustments in my life. But the dream that I would have on a regular that I could never figure out or explain, and I never really even told anybody about it, was I would walk down into my living room and everything felt big and swollen. And it wasn't just the people. It wasn't the room. I would stand there and see people moving around me and through me, and I just felt like everything was swollen and enormous, Mm. And it's the hardest thing to explain. But after listening to this book, it makes sense. It's like I was uh, in my dream. I was experiencing everything that I knew, which was my living room, my parents, my family, the friends, whoever was in there, family members, dogs, whatever. But everything was like swollen and, and mixing into each other. It was like I was experiencing everything. So weird. I know. And I've never been able to put a name to it, but I've had it ever since I was a kid and I always thought that it was sort of just this weird swollen dream. Like it always made my tongue feel swollen.
1: <laughs> Did you feel it in your vagina?
0: I always feel it <laughs> in my vagina. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Call back to the last um, episode of you. Yeah. If you uh didn't listen.
0: Yeah, last episode that one. Yeah. Was it last or the one two before? Up ago? Two up two episodes ago. ago. Yeah, it's our Halloween episode.
1: Well, have um, you ever uh, gotten into the vi- like listening to the frequencies, no. like the high frequencies? It's amazing. Like the love frequencies. Um, eight, I don't even remember what they are. You could go on YouTube and find them. See, I used to think that shit was just made up. It's not. Made so up. so real. Because it's vibrations are real. Yeah, and 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 it's. I'm telling you, if you if you start to get into meditation too, like where you're and you don't know where to, you kind of just can't sit there in silence, uh, listen to some of those heart openings, uh, some of the the love vibrations or there's tons of them, and and just listen to that while you're sitting. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm just stuck. I'll, I'll put one of those on, even if I'm, it's like a Sunday morning and everybody's asleep and I'm in my kitchen, I'll put it on and be making breakfast and just try to shift the feeling that's inside of
0: me and kind of move shit
1: around a little yeah. bit.
0: See, why is it that I believe now because of it's happened to me, the things that about the expansion and the universe, and coming between planes, and like like the netting is all m- mixed together, and you can just reach from one place to another kind of thing. And why is that? Because it so opens because you attached to it because you actually experienced
1: yeah. it, so now you know that it's real. So like you well, and, and, Jeannie, and it can't close. The,
0: it can't close. It's
1: not going to close once you now no. that it's open. It's open. I know. You know you can't take that back.
0: I'm a porthole. That was my nickname in high school. What? <laughs> just, Portal? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what'd you do now? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I have other stuff. Well, I'm glad we read this book. And I know I think you guys, you have to, you have to read it for yourself. Was there anything you wanted else to bring up about it? Oh man. I know. I'm looking That's at my exciting. notes. Exciting. I think um, I just think that
1: you know I, we have to remember here on this physical earth. Yeah. That sometimes you know it's you know you're a Jesus person. You're not. He still said, "Be in the world, but not of the world." Which to yes. me is a do not be yes. attached to the physical yes. limitations of this world and yes. to constantly be connected to yes. the spirit which again, goes back to our power of now, which the way you can do that is by being present in the now and, and getting the, the thoughts out of your head that are formed by what we're, what the physical world provides us, these limitations yes. and the fact that we're stuck in these. So finding some comfort in knowing that our spirit is infinite Energy. You don't believe in spirit. Believe in energy, because energy, you know, and our science, consciousness is
0: infinite. Yeah,
1: but energy doesn't go away. Yeah, it much yeah. like the water vapor. The drop turns into vapor. It just continues moving and transferring and becoming its something else. So, with the with your with family that we've lost, and and knowing that it's not lost, they're just not physically. Here to touch, feel, and 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 do all of that, but I truly believe, and I and I hope that our audience finds comfort in knowing that there's still the purest yeah. sense of themselves is existing, yes, yes. and that they're and and that you you can get rid of these limitations of of the earth and find ways to connect to them,
0: yes. And while you're here dealing with your pain and loss. You remember your I am and the four things that you need forever are safe, happy, loved, and fulfilled. So I am safe. I am loved. I am happy. I am I fulfilled. I am fulfilled. That's it. Bye, Brookie. <laughs> Why do I look so tan? What the fuck? I look look like I have makeup on. I don't have makeup on. I have eye makeup on and lippy on.
1: Mom's Art 2 is produced by Rob Adler with Brooklyn Frequency. Music by Kai Sample.